Get on your feet. Get on your feet. <laughs> I couldn't afford enough premium carpet. But um, how are these levels sounding, just Rob? They are wicked, wicked, wicked. Wow. Did you hear him DJ? Mm-hmm. It was pretty. I wanted to show Nate when it happens when you don't like songs. Yeah, he, you got to deal with it. Yeah, you put on "Sad" by X and then uh, the French Montana song. It also lets you know that you don't know anything. And I'm like, oh my god, fuck French like Montana. Migos. I was like, no, I don't like them. And then it's like you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And now they're one of the hottest artists. Like, exists. oh, you don't? Okay. I know I love X, but fuck that song. Here's the <laughs> that's the only song by him I honestly like. I think that's what it is. When I'm one of those people. The worst part is when you go in the club and they do play a song you like, and it's like for ten seconds. Oh yeah, it's like, like a, let this shit play. He, out. They, they use it as the transition, right. and you're like, "Fuck, it's good." Am I sounding good, Rob? Yeah. Okay, let's get this started. I didn't know if you wanted to hear your theme song real quick. Yeah, let me hear it. We have to turn down the mics. Fuck the mic. For like two seconds. Get on your feet. Low key, that could be the theme song. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. If you can make that the theme song, that's that would be hilarious. I can actually let. I can absolutely do that. It would no. It would just be though that those words, not the whole, not like just, a part of just, the just that. Be like, just get the, on your feet. Oh, welcome to just, <laughs> just like this second or two snippet. And like people will be like, "Where's why that song?" And I'll be like, "You don't know." If you know, you know. But um, get on your feet. What's going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of None of This Really Matters. Are we recording? Recording? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been recording. We have about two minutes of pre-roll. Let's fucking do this. Um, the welcome to another episode of None of This. I already said that, but um, I don't know when the, this will probably be the third episode. So yeah, um, I don't know how to start it. I don't know how to start it, so I guess... What were you watching when uh, I picked you up? We were watching Escape from New York by John Carpenter. And I, I've i seen it in, like, November or December was the last time I watched it. Go okay, ahead, sorry. No, go. Is it a horror movie? It's, it's uh, more suspenseful. It's by... John Carpenter, obviously, is a horror right. director, but it's more of a... Not utopian, dystopian uh, uh, genre. Roger. It's about the concept of it. I'm, literally, this is why I love uh, watching movies with dad, because or with my dad, because people are listening to be like, with dad, <laughs> with my dad. I, I had a dad. <laughs> oh my god! But um, <laughs> and Rob knew. He do saying that would like be like oh like it's a, <laughs> like, like you pull the trigger. <laughs> Every it's, time somebody talks about their yeah, alive father, guess what? Like, I'm going to bring up my dead dad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right, all right. So, but this is why I love watching movies with my dad. is because he's low-key a cinephile. Like, he, he doesn't watch, you know, the more obscure shit that I watch. He wa- But obviously, he's how I know what movies are. Like, when I was a little fucking kid, we had that huge... We had a huge... DVD collection. I don't know what happened to it. I think we one like little by little sold the DVDs, or, they got lost. or yeah, lost them, or gave them away, or mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, now we only have like one little shelf of DVDs, and um, 
we were watching Escape from New York, and we were, and we were just talking like shit, like, like oh, this the concept to this movie is way ahead of its time. Like it came out in like '83, but like I was saying, the concept of the movie is New York City, Manhattan, spe- sorry, specifically, is like uh, just fucking completely fucked. Like it's uh, dystopian. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's nothing but like weird, it's like almost like Mad Max, but in the city, you know what I mean? Instead of in the middle of nowhere. So like, there's like weird ass fucking like gangs of like different kind of people. And Isaac Hayes is in it. He's the antagonist of the story. And, um, Kurt Russell, the president gets kidnapped and they're holding him inside a a certain building and Kurt Russell's character, Snake Plissken, gets hired by the government to go and save him. Because Kurt Russell's a fucking badass. Mm -hmm. So that's the concept of the movie. So like and and like New York, it's just it's uh, I don't know. It's a fucking good movie. It's such it's like 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 I said, it's ahead of its time. And what's that music? Okay, it doesn't matter. Um, it's just like super ahead of its time. And then we were talking about my dad was talking about like, oh, when this movie came out, you know, people were like almost fearful like scared of kurt russell's character because he's like this ultimate badass just mm-hmm. super like he has an eye patch and he talks like this like it's the <laughs> ultimate like badass like protagonist voice mm-hmm. and so yeah that's and when when it gets to like movies like that me and my dad like like kind of geek out about it and shit right. and like we talk about john carpenter and the score of the movie and i was telling him like i actually have the score of this movie on vinyl and he's like do you and I was like, yeah. And he was like, that's fucking sick. But yeah, it's just like there, when we watch movies like that he's seen before and that like maybe I'm watching for the first time or if I, I haven't seen it in a long time, we just kind of like go back and forth about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool when uh, me and my dad have moments like that with movies. Like we connect with movies type shit. Right. But um, Bonding. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> father son shit. But um. Yeah, that we were watching Escape from New York today, and before that, well, I mean, I didn't, we didn't watch it from beginning to beginning to end. We, uh, I, I think we left to, uh, I left to go come here and to record, like in the middle of the movie mm-hmm. or some shit. But um, today, earlier today, I was watching Easy Rider. Have you guys seen that? Mm-hmm. You've seen it? It's good, right? Super fucking good. It's for the people who haven't seen it that are listening. It's uh, a story story. It's a movie about two bikers, and they're going from L.A. to Louisiana uh, to New Orleans for Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. and they're going on uh, on motorcycle, and uh, they're just like on an adventure basically. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's like a psychedelic. Would you call it modern western? Yes. All right, so <laughs> wait, do you have a? I didn't want to say it when you asked me because I was doing something and you were on a roll. Cut from this real quick, like or not like literally, but like, can you give Menda the pen and pad? Yeah, because we talked about that last time, so you can keep track of times and topics. Yes, 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 very true. But anyways, going back to what I was saying, it's a movie about, um these two bikers just going on an adventure on a road trip, a cross country road trip. And, um, they, they end up, they do a whole bunch of drugs 
and shit, and they do they end up doing acid at the end of the movie, and you know it's kind of like a play on like it's a road trip and then their acid trip. It's like a play on words almost, and they end up having a bad trip. And um, I'm not gonna spoil it because I want people to see it. I don't care how old the movie is. It came out in 1969, but I don't I don't care. I think you guys should watch it. And if you have HBO Max, it's on HBO Max. And uh, also also Rob yes. watched. Godzilla versus King Kong. Okay. And let's get into it. It was okay. It was okay. And it I, was the action was great, and then everything else was subpar. <laughs> and the they because you know how I think in a previous episode we recorded, um, we were talking about the the coloring and the cinematography of Kong Skull Island. Yes, how it's super good. Yes. They overdid it with Godzilla versus King Kong. Yep. People might not very, notice, very but bright. but with the Godzilla people, like a uh, Paperboy and Eleven, yes. and the dude from Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when their scenes, it was so colorful, and I'm like, you guys are just ripping from Skull Island. But it's whatever. You could have mixed it. It's like you don't have, like you're just overdoing it, and it was just whatever. And uh, some parts were forced and just like uh, not forced, um, predictable. Yes, some parts were so predictable. It was I gave it a, you know what the hell we're here for? Yeah, like the story's cool and you brought some big names, but because the only thing I didn't like was when the first time Godzilla and King Kong fought it was in the ocean. Yes, and I'm like. Godzilla's gonna fucking punk him, and then they're gonna fight again, and King Kong's gonna win that one. Mm-hmm. One thing that did surprise me, Mecha Godzilla. I was like, oh shit, this is fucking dope. Oh shit. Sorry. What if matter? you've seen the if you've seen the Japan trailer, you knew that was coming. Because okay. that's a part of their pool for the movie is a mecha. Oh, because that's mecha. Big. Dude, yeah. crazy big in Japan. Did you speaking of Japan, did you see uh the live Gundam? That they had? No. Do you know what Gundam is? Gundam. It's like some Gundam joke. Wing. It's ja- it's an anime about mechs. Is it suits. the big ass uh the big like suits. Pacific Rim type shit? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They have that type of deal. Like there's a dude inside piloting. Yeah. Gundam is a very huge, huge deal. It was on like Toonami. Gundam Wing was on Toonami. And then Gundam uh I just looked it up. Gundam G Force or something like that. But in Japan, they built a working Gundam. A real one? Yes, it's like 40 or 45 feet tall. That's funny. And it picked scary. his hand up and it was like, and That's it waved his hand. It's, isn't that terrifying? They, what the fuck are I don't we know. Doing? I thought we thought of talking, we probably talked about it like in per, with each other, but I don't like think I'm ever talking about it. Yeah, no. That's scary as fuck. They, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it's on, it's on Instagram. I think I sent it to you. It's like fucking Optimus Prime. 18 meters tall. How the fuck? What meter? 18 meters? Come on, dude. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm American. What is that? Hold on. Hold on. One hold foot, on, hold on, hold three on. feet hold is on, one hold meter. On, hold on, hold on. 81. 81? <laughs> 59. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, it was tall as fuck is what we're saying. Right. <sighs> By the way, got some. I'm talking to Rob for the first time about this. For the first episode, such good feedback. 
And I'm thank you guys for the guys that do listen. Oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you guys for the support right off the jump. Yes, thank you. Because this we me, Rob and my sister we thoroughly fucking, I thoroughly, thoroughly like, enjoyed this. This is fucking a part of our lives now. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed this. So, thank you guys. Just side note, thank you guys. And um uh talking about like talking about Godzilla versus King Kong when me and my dad saw it for the first time together, we watched it, you know, together. And we were talking about the other movies, you know, Godzilla and then King of Monsters and then Skull Island. I saw Skull Island in theaters when it obviously when it came out and I was like, this was actually pretty fucking dope. And then my but still my favorite out of all four movies is the first Godzilla one. That yes, one, that yes. one is my absolute As an introduction to the Monsterverse, great movie. Yeah. You said you liked it. Last time you did mention that you did like the Cloverfield style it's like shooting the, of Godzilla. What's the, the... The main character wasn't Godzilla. Yeah, what's the, the word for like... It's like mystic... Mysterious... Not mysterious, but it's like the mystifying... Whatever. Mystifying like... Like the, 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 the trait of... Like Godzilla not being in the movie Godzilla, yeah, I loved that because it's it reminds me of Star Wars, how mm-hmm. Darth Vader wasn't even in the movie, but that's all you're looking forward to seeing. Mm-hmm. And Alien, it, you you don't the I think, uh, I remember seeing this thing. I think the the actual xenomorph in Alien is only on screen for like ten less than ten minutes because you're so scared of like it because mm-hmm, they I, make you feel the it being like being present around I, I was you. telling my brother alien is the best movie to get high to because you start the movie and then you start smoking and then you just get higher and higher and higher and by the time you're at your most high that's when like shit starts getting real and then it's the best movie like when you're doing that in that process alien is the best movie to get high to but um yeah, that's why I like Godzilla is because he's I like the mysteriousness of the of the character Godzilla, how he's barely in it. That's just my that's why I like it. And that's why I kind of disliked King of the Monsters when I first saw it. Cuz I was like it's just nothing but these monsters. Yeah. But it's cool. I like it. I liked uh King Kong versus Godzilla, but it's just the as far as like films, you know what I mean? And the actual cinema Godzilla. Is exactly. Good. I was just about to say, as a film fan, Godzilla was good for it. But as a monster sci-fi guy, yeah, like, yeah I did not like it. I was like, dude, where's Godzilla? Mm-hmm. Like, I like... But like, he was in there enough that it was cool. Yeah, it was like... the like, ending was good. Yeah, it wasn't like, what the fuck is this kind of thing. Especially when you thought Kick-Ass, I don't know his name, Kick-Ass was yeah, about to I, die. I call him Kick-Ass. I don't know I always name. call him that. He's been in so much stuff, and I keep calling <laughs> him Kick-Ass. He's such a good actor. Yeah, man. and I keep calling him Kick-Ass. Can we turn on that fan? Thank you. Because I'm getting hot already. All right. Um, What else did I watch? I watched Heart 8. Which is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's first movie with John C. Riley, and it made me realize how good of an actor John C. Riley actually is. He's not just a comedy dude. Yeah, and because um, he's he's I liked I think his voice fit perfect on Wreck It Ralph. Yep. But uh, Heart Eight is a really good movie, and I think as far as Paul Thomas Anderson movies, it's a like top. 
It's up. It's up there. It's one of his better movies. I don't think he's come out with a lot, to be honest. But Heart Eight is a really good movie. I don't know what that's on. I think that's on Amazon Prime or some shit. But that's what I'm gonna do. Whenever I recommend a movie, I'm going to say what platform it's on. So if you have it, you're able to watch it. At least go look for it on that platform. So for sure. because I'm sure there's people out there that are going to want to watch the movies. I hope you're going to want to watch the movies that I watch because that's all I'm going to be talking about. And um, uh, what else did I... Yeah, easy. Going back to... Boogie Nights, Punch Drunk Love. John C. Riley was in Punch no, Drunk Love? About, um, oh, Paul Thomas Anderson? Mm-hmm. He He's a fucking weirdo. And you know he's related... Or not related. He's Who married. is Paul Thomas Anderson? He's one of the best directors. Uh, he's... My, he's one of my favorite directors of all time. He did. I'll name off his movies. Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he did. There will be blood. He did. Punch Drunk Love. Boogie Nights. He did. Phantom Thread, which I have a poster of in the fucking living room. I did. He did. I already said Boogie Nights. He did. Inherent Vice. Um, the Master. He did. That's about it. No. Magnolia, dude. Mag, have you seen Magnolia? It's like, you know how there's some movies where it's like, it feel it's like a feeling of like the vibe of like acid, and there's like another movie that's like the vibe of like weed. Yeah. There's like different uh, aesthetics and uh, like feels of certain drugs in certain movies. Yes. Magnolia, the drug that I connect to that I've never done this drug before, but what I connect to Magnolia is coke. It's like a movie, like. It's like a movie that has that feeling of like because the the whole movie there's no main character there's like eight different stories or some shit there's like six or seven or eight different stories at once and they all it's about almost like timing it's about everything happening for a reason kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's just, for some reason and Tom Cruise is in it is, is in it as well and um, yeah John C Riley is in that one too. Which and it's obviously a, it's a more serious role. But speaking of Paul, I was talking about Paul Thomas Anderson. He's married to Maya Rudolph. Did you know that? No. It's cra- I thought that's such a weird combination. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Maya Rudolph. I think I read it that she comes from like a entertainment background. Like she's not. Just she's a like comedian. born. Yeah, she was born into it. Because Maya Rudolph is. Hilarious. Yeah, I love I'm pretty Maya sure Rudolph. Maya Rudolph was born into like the entertainment family, kind of like uh, Rashida Jones, Rashida Jones, uh, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill. Yeah, his family is like they're like not known in Hollywood. I think his dad was like just, an accountant. Like he, they knew people who were hot in Hollywood. Because shout out to Jonah Hill. Did you like mid nineties? Have you seen mid nineties? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I love mid nineties. That was a really good for debut film. Thank you. That was a really good debut film, and I hope he makes more movies, Jonah Hill, because he's such a cool, like genuine fucking person. Like he just gives up that vibe of like positivity. I like. I really found out I liked him when he was on. The Breakfast Club, and he knew that people thought he was an asshole. He said that. Mm-hmm. He was like, but I just take my craft, like, really seriously. Like, I really get into it. Mm-hmm. But he was also like, I thought it was Gene because he was like, 
oh my god, I can't believe I'm here on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, like he like he's Jonah fucking Hill, and he's like, I'm so excited to be here. Like I have such a huge crush on you, Angela Yee. He's like, I didn't know he didn't know what to say. I told him, man, like that's something I would say yeah. on Breakfast Club. Like, like he's literally one of those people for the culture, and yes. like, like he's he gives off that like I'm doing I'm. Like, living out my dreams, basically. Like, everything I've always wanted to do and thought would be so fucking dope to do, he's doing it. And and then people, sometimes people consider you an asshole when you don't want somebody to take that from you. Like, when you present yourself in a way of, like, I really enjoy this and I love this, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, when you take stuff seriously. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, you're changing, man. And it's like, like, yeah. Duh. Like, you want, I love to, you want me to stay the same? Right. Like, like no. You're supposed to continuously mm-hmm. be better in some way, shape, or form. Your business acumen, mm-hmm. the projects that you yeah, pick. Yeah, it's literally like, like, like you don't want me to make myself better or be in a good place kind yeah. of thing. You think he's an asshole because he's not Fat Seth from Superbad yeah, anymore? Yeah, like he's not the like, fat funny kid. Yeah, like... Like, no, he's doing shit he wants to do. Yeah. Like, it's what, like, because it reminds me of when I would get rides uh, home from school from my friends, because I didn't have a car in high school. Oh, yeah. So people, my friends would drop me off or, or whatever, and they would go into my neighborhood, and they would be like, damn, you have a you have a nice-ass house, fucking sick, like, nice-ass neighborhood, fucking whatever, like, what, like just, like, fucking complimenting the fuck of, out of it and, like, almost making me feel insecure about it. And I'm like, what, do you want me? Do you want me to live in the hood? Or, like, do you want me to be broke or something? Like, why the fuck are you making a big-ass deal of me living in a nice house? Like, all right? Okay? Like, the fuck? Like, I'm not... Okay, I'll go move to the hood so you don't fucking, like, get jealous about me living in a, quote-unquote, nice, big house. I think sometimes I would do that only to tell people about... Not to tell people, kind of just like sometimes people be like, "Yeah, man, whatever." Like I got this house, and I would be like, "Yo, dude, your house is nice." Like, yeah, you should really. I'm not saying you're not like that, but I knew some people growing up like they they thought that their house was normal, and it's like, dude, most of your friends don't live this way. If I yeah. know you, you should know that most of your friends don't live. Yeah, this like way. I know I have a nice house. Yeah. And, like, I know it's not literally the best house, but I know it's nice. Nicer than a lot of your friends yeah, in like, North. Yeah, I know a lot of people are living in apartments, and a lot of people are living in, you know, a one-bedroom fucking whatever, you know? Like, a, in a studios and shit, but I'm not a, about to let you, like, fucking think I'm better. Like, you know, almost putting me on a pedestal, but in, like, a condescending way. Yeah, know? absolutely. And it's, like... That's why I say, like, do you want me to fucking be poor? Mm-hmm. Or, like, do you want my parents to, like, not be able to afford this? Like, mm-hmm. I think there's, like, a defense mechanism mm-hmm. for a lot of people who, like, put that off. But, but a defense mechanism against, like, uh, like, feeling bad for where they live, you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I know, like, almost like I'm not aware of it. Like, I am, you know, but obviously I know there's plenty of people who aren't aware of the position like even like the richest person you know mm-hmm. not i don't want to say the richest but wealthier people than you and i yes are can be aware of like i know i have this shit you know just be self-aware of your situation and know even if you think you have a terrible situation 
you're like there's people who have it way worse than me type yeah. shit so i just I, I don't know why we i think jonah hill we started talking about jonah hill but i just wanted to say that well because you were saying how you like the fact that he's happy about where he is yeah because often awesome. in hollywood you hear about people being unhappy with where they are like mm-hmm. oh this dude's happy because he's not getting these roles and yeah. you just kind of see jonah hill making his own lane you know yeah he kind of see him like, no, nah, I don't want to be that guy anymore. So I'm just gonna take. And then people like trash him for it for losing weight and being creative. And that's just like I saw uh, Rebel Wilson. She's lost so much weight. I haven't seen her recently. I just saw her like in a thumbnail of a, of something she's in. And I didn't know that was her. I was like, I think that's Fat Amy, and I couldn't <laughs> see. She's definitely like not Fat Amy anymore. Like. Mm. And it's just, and then people. Like, and I think they always those those overweight people always they talk about that when they lose weight. People don't want to deal with them anymore because yeah. you see them a yeah. certain way. Yeah, because because they're happier. You know yeah. what I mean, like they're a different person. Like, it's like, hey man, you can't. People love, especially fatter actors, because you don't want somebody from Hollywood looking better. Because yeah, like you're John like, Goodman. oh, yeah. John Goodman used to be fat. Now he's like pretty slim. Didn't he have a heart attack or something? I think so. That's why he lost the weight. John Goodman and is Kevin one of Smith. the best actors ever. John Goodman is so good. He is in this movie called Inside Lewin Davis. And I am com- I am so in love with that movie, Inside Lewin Davis. And for the people who want to watch it, it's on Amazon Prime. I believe it's free with Prime. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is, though. But it's called Inside Lewin Davis. She didn't write that any time. And John Goodman is in it for a, not a little bit, but he definitely plays a, a an important character in it. He's in probably like maybe a quarter of the movie in the middle of it, but you just see how good John Goodman is. And obviously he has that connection with the Coen brothers because Inside Llewyn Davis is directed by the Coen brothers starring, what's his name? What's his name? Oscar Isaac. And he plays like this folk music artist and he's like struggling and he used to be in a duo and his best friend passed away and he's got to deal with how to continue making music while going through that depression. Yeah. And it's, it's such a good movie. And just the way that movie is is uh, color graded, it's very gray and dark and like smoky. So it, it, you just see how like kind of real that movie is and dark that movie is. And it, it's, it's, really, it's a super good movie. It's... Uh, top three Coen Brothers movies for sure. And um, yeah, go watch Inside Lewin Davis. But going back to where would you where would you find Inside Lewin Davis at? On Which, Prime. Okay. Prime Video. I'm pretty sure it's free with Prime Video. Okay. So, but if not, then rent it. You know, it's like three dollars. You know. So. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Like I said in the beginning, when we started recording, that I'm not necessarily prepared because we already just put out the first episode. But I knew that that like once we press record and start recording, it's so easy because literally we're just talking. Like people, like people are gonna hear this like for an hour and a half or an hour, and but they like. I kind of want to emphasize it's there's no difference between right here and fucking, you know, in the living room or in the fucking at 
a restaurant or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or outside on the porch or some shit like that. Like, the like when we when we stop recording and put every, like and put the mics away, or whatever. It's like, do you want to go fucking watch music videos for three hours? Absolutely fucking baked. Yeah. Like it's there's it's just. That's why, like, doing an hour podcast is pretty fucking easy. Like, I'll overthink it all week, but once we hit record, or once I get here to record, so fucking, it's fucking easy peasy. So that's why I love doing this, and I want to keep doing it, because... As long as you keep thinking about it throughout the week, because then you have topics. Yeah, like, I, I've, I'm always, like, like, I should talk about this, but it's very rarely I write it down on my notes in my phone. Mm-hmm. But it's always like I need to talk about this. By the way, I want to bring this up, Rob. I don't know if you guys have heard. We I just today we're recording. We just got the news that DMX was hospitalized. Yes, yes. Prayers up for uh, he's from in, overdose. He's in critical condition. Yes. And but the most recent news I've heard is that they took him off life support and he's breathing on his own. Recent but, news I've heard. That's a lie. Oh, shit. His attorney received false information, and he actually still is on life support. Fuck. Yes. So prayers up for DMX. Honestly, prayers up, but not really. I hate to say it. He's self-inflicted. He said he said it on TV. He's like, I'm not going to stop doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Shout out to DMX for fucking hitting the pookie and going platinum Twice. Twice. We dropped an album six months from each other. And DMX is one of the GOATs for sure. He was here in concert a few years ago. I have a buddy, his favorite rapper is DMX. He's like, because his, my friend is a real huge poetry guy, and he said DMX is one of the best lyrical rappers to ever exist. He's really fucking good. Yeah. And like, I feel like he's just one of those names... To where you say his name and everybody in the room is like, oh yeah, he's one of the yeah. dogs for sure. He's, he's a tortured soul. He's That's one of the legends. And like some artists are just tortured souls. I feel like he's one of those. He's one of those artists for me that has a soft spot. You know, for me, mm-hmm. where it's like I think about him and I'm just like, oh man. That's everybody. Like I think because you don't. He don't hurt nobody doing what he do. I mean, of course, hit the family himself, around him yeah. and his family. I'm not saying it like that. Like it, it's not a good thing when he's. Yeah, doing but it. he's not like out here shooting people or robbing people or like DMX just be doing his drugs. Mm-hmm. I think his family's never like been hungry or anything yeah. like that. I mean, he's like, got to be doing well. Himself in a, not in a different way, yeah. Yeah, he's not like destitute. he's not destitute, but we don't want to see you dead. Yeah, DMX because we love him. Yeah. The culture loves DMX. We, the culture loves DMX. We look. Lo- I don't want to see anybody go through anything like that because it's it's a tragedy. You know. I don't. Why? I, why do you think people? Why do you think we do that? Why do you think that we? Uh, we're not we. Not me and you. Just society as a whole. When when people of that stature go through things like that, they try to like downplay it. Like as if you should be able to go through it. Like being sad? Not being sad. Like Demi Lovato on Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, or even I remember she said it like Joe Rogan said, he's like, yeah, they think you're a famous person. You're supposed to just be like, yeah, man, I'm rich. Like nothing hurts. Like that does. Yeah. I've, Used to be like that. I used to also. I used to be like, oh, you're rich. What are you doing? Like, you can't be sad, whatever, whatever. 
But they have feel they're human beings. Like all celebrities say this, I'm a human being too, because they are. That's why I don't like people slandering Kyrie. Because he's just out here doing what he wants. But he's going about it so well. Praying for Kyrie. Because he's probably fucking like stressed the fuck out because everybody's talking about him, assuming things. And he doesn't he doesn't say shit to the media, but the media makes a headline off of this is what he's like and this is what he's thinking and this is and it's like where do you even fucking get this well that's that's the lose lose of it Mm -hmm. if i say something to you you say i'm a dickhead if i don't say something you get to make up whatever you want about me yeah if i say something against you they're like stop being a dickhead you're rich who Mm -hmm. cares what the media says that's what Mm -hmm. that's what they expect to happen that's why i say like Kyrie, he's going he's He's like going through it very well because he's like, I'm, I can't control what you guys are thinking and what you guys write because you guys are doing your jobs and I'm just trying to do mine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why like I have ultimate respect for Kyrie and I don't watch basketball, but I like him as a person, as a player. And when you say stuff like that, I want people to recognize that's what it is about basketball. Why it's not shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. When you say... And why investing in a superstar is a thing in the NBA. When you say, I don't watch basketball, but I know who this person is, that's the that brings eyes to basketball. That brings mm-hmm. eyes to the NBA, and that's why you have superstars. And LeBron some, doing the more than an athlete thing. Uh, yeah, like exactly. the whole, that whole movement. Yeah. It is. You, I am more than an athlete. Stop acting like I'm supposed to just shut up. Because when when we, if we were to just, I'm speaking as if I wasn't an athlete. If I were to just shut up and dribble, then y'all would say, well, hey, you're rich people. You can do something about stuff. Why don't you say anything? Because that reminds me of the Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the the national anthem. Exactly. He started it. He started it. Just recently, I overheard. I didn't say anything. I didn't. (laughs) I wanted to. But I overheard this old white dude saying, oh, if you don't kneel for the flag, then I don't support you. And I'm like. Obviously, you're talking about Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. and obviously, you're missing the point of him kneeling. So, it, like, like you don't. That's all. All you see is oh, Colin Kaepernick kneels for the flag, disrespecting the the country, and it's like you're not even seeing Colin Kaepernick's side of what he said of what. Like, literally, the the post game interview of the first time he kneeled, you see, like, it wasn't about disrespecting. It was a, it was it was using my platform to to um, like amplify amplify the voice for the people that are talking about social justice mm-hmm. and people that fucking went over every everyone's heads and they oh no he's fucking not a patriot and doesn't give a fuck about the 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 military and it's like where the fuck did you get that from like yeah, you have to connect. They have to make them synonymous in order to make him look bad. If I say that he's disrespecting the troops, because what they what you start to realize, like we were talking about in the first episode with the Nazi flags, like can you fly that? Like, no, it's not illegal. It's like it's, a, it's, it, uh, it's such a hypocrite. It's frowned upon, you said. Yeah, it's frowned upon. You're like masturbating on an airplane. He's disrespecting the flag by kneeling, but it's legal in America to fly a flag that people die flying. The Confederate flag. 
the Confederate flag was on the Capitol for the first time during the riot. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you have to attach truth to it in mm-hmm. order for you to make it bad because y'all are the same people that say freedom. Yeah. And like, that's just what it is. Like, he has the freedom to do whatever the fuck he's he wants. He's not disrespecting the flag. He's kneeling when you know, like, doing a song that is indoctrination, first of all. Mm-hmm. The one thing I want to bring up since we're talking about media and all that and how people react, uh, something that's pretty current is Lil Nas X. Oh boy, I'm so glad you brought this <laughs> up. This is as a church kid, I'm excited that you brought this up. I was raised in the church. I'm gonna just say that. I what I black church. What I got from all of this is the world is pretty fucking bored. For getting mad at something like this and making a big ass deal about this. It's like, it's 2021, and this is what you're making a big deal about? This is what you fucking care about and saying, oh, this dude's a fucking. Like, there's been gay people, and there's been satanic shit, and there's been, you know, flamboyancy. There's been fucking absolute, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, public- publicity stunts. How old is Lil Nas X? No idea. Amanda, can you Google that? He's probably, I would say, 20, 21. 22. I'll say 22. That generation is the... He's 21. He's 21. Your generation is the troll generation. You guys literally say stuff on the internet just... Just for a reaction. Literally just to piss people off. Like, people saying... I mean, Lil Nas X, the only thing I'll say about him is he's got it figured out. He's, he's, he's getting tro- he's, he's he's getting a the way better troll than six nine. He's getting the reaction he fucking wanted. He's a way better troll than six nine. I'm going to legitimately come out as gay and then die. No, not even not even that first. It. I'm gonna come out with the biggest song in the fucking world and then say I'm gay. I'm going, he's been pissing conservative white people off for like three years now. And because it's like you, you may they're like that's not a country song. And I'll be like, well, mm-hmm. black people think it is. So <laughs> and it's then, a country and song. then after that, Billy Ray Cyrus on the remix. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and then after that, Young Thug on the remix. <laughs> and then after that, the Yodel Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Lil Nas X, he's got the game figured out. Mad props to him. I that's all I'm gonna straight up and down. And shout out to Mischief for seeing for knowing. That this kid is marketing gold and doing the collab with and him. Because I, what people don't know is that they dropped the Jesus shoe before the devil shoe. They dropped a Jesus shoe? And see how you just reacted? I didn't know that. Exactly. And and that, that goes over every, everyone's that goes heads. Over every, that was, they were like, well, what was the push for that? And that's what, now that is a fair assessment. Where was the push for the Jesus shoe? Who was the per, But who was the person you could pick? Kanye West, like who's gonna who can you pick to boost a Jesus shoe? Again, your generation, there's people who are probably Satanists simply because their family's Christian. Yeah, just completely contrarian. Literally, that I would consider most Satanists contrarians. You're like, I just do it because I was raised Christian and mm-hmm. I hated the way that the church treated mm-hmm. me, or the way that the church treats people. That's why yeah. I don't frown upon Satanism because I don't frown upon any religion, or whatever. But People mm-hmm. want to you. I don't know, any other religion wants to paint Satanists as evil people, and a lot of them are mm-hmm. really nice people. Yeah, I, I, 
I I think Lil Nas X again someone doing whatever the fuck he wants because you can. And he made fifty percent. How many shoes did he sell? Six hundred and sixty-six yeah. at a thousand of dollars a piece. What's a thousand dollars? That's I'm how pretty much sure. Th- I think they were a thousand. Amanda, can you? Mm-hmm. I just pulled up Lil Nas X, and apparently SNL just did um, a whole skit where. Oh, of course they did. He Lil Nas X gives God a lap dance. He's a genius. He's marketing Lil Nas gold. X. He's fucking he's killing it. Gold. Mm-hmm. Like. And, and there's people who are mad at us right now because you want strikes comedy gold. Because yeah. you want us, you want us to be upset. Because look at what because he's gay. Look at I'm what we're mad. doing. Look at what we're doing right the fuck now, talking about him. I'm not mad because he's gay. That's what people want. They're like, hey man, he's doing gay things. I'm like, bro, it's twenty. It's twenty twenty one, dude. Like That's- get. Your children that's why, do not care. That's why I said at the very when I brought it up, th- you're bored as fuck because this is what you're making a big deal about. It's 2021. Somebody said that's actually a good thing that we're talking about. This they're like when Trump was in the office, this would have went over everybody's head. Like, hey, Lil Nas X did a lap dance with Satan. They would have been like, we don't. It care. It would have lasted a day. They would have been like, we don't care. Satan's in the office. That's what we yeah. care about. Now that Joe Biden's in the office, we're back every, to every, normal <laughs> stuff. It's back to all oh, fucking. The, you came out with the shoe with blood in it or some shit like that, but it was a drop of blood from every employee in the building apparently. But I don't believe that either. I don't think there's. there's I don't think. Sir. I don't think there's really blood in it. I think they're just saying it. Yeah. Unless it's visible, then you like you Isn't said. Isn't that it's, like illegal? I don't know. Like during a pandemic, you're putting drops you're putting of blood, blood in inside the, of a shoe. But the whole like satanic thing and i liked how he went about like oh you you say i'm gonna go to hell for being gay so now i'm in hell kind of thing mm-hmm. i think that was pretty funny He's being that, was pretty, that was pretty clever yeah but uh yeah i just want to talk about that because i'm glad you brought that up because yeah and there's people probably listening right now like Nah, fuck that. I don't want to deal with that shit. Guess what? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, like if you care. What's the name of this podcast? Let's none say of that really... none of that really matters. Like it's none of your business, dude. Unless you're a homosexual who's a Christian and you don't like that, then that's a completely different Isn't... story. There's something. Because there's Christian homosexuals who are mad about that. They're like, oh, no, nah, dude, you're tripping. Like, you don't play with that. But isn't Christianity against homosexuality? Yeah, exactly. That's why it's nonsensical. Like, your whole religion doesn't like your sexuality. Well, most religions don't like your sexuality. So it's like, what are you doing, dude? But do your thing. Well, let me say this. Judeo-Christians don't like your sexuality. Yeah, if you're gay and Christian and you're happy, do your thing. I don't fucking care. That's pretty cool, man. Like, I, I would like to have a conversation with you just to fucking see how you are kind of thing. Most of them are like, I'm just like any other Christian. Yeah. I just like dudes. I would just like to ask, like, how, hey, how does that work kind of thing? But if we met, I probably wouldn't even fucking care. So yeah. that's just uh, interesting. Literally, they'd be like, I'm gay. I'd be like, cool, man. But what movies do you like? Yeah, that's instant. <laughs> like, the conver- that conversation lasts maximum seven seconds. Yeah. And then move on to something else that I care about. Because unless you're flamboyant, then I'll be asking questions. I'll be like, "So you want to?" I don't do that. <laughs> I don't. Mind. I'm not gonna start because I do be asking questions. I, I, I ain't gonna. But like the cool out. questions, not the obvious. Yeah. You know, like. But anyways, 
What we were talking about? Lil Nas X? A restraining order? It's all publicity. Blocking all sales for the quote-unquote Satan shoes. But, right. They're all sold out. Right, exactly. They said because people are yelling at Nike, and they're like, hey, man, what are you guys making him do? If they didn't have the permission by Nike, what did they do? Just buy 666 Air Maxes? They had the permission by Nike. It's just that Nike didn't know that. They're oh, they didn't know that's what they were doing. They're claiming that they didn't know this that they were doing, uh, but that's not cares? that's not true because again they had the Jesus shoe, so it's like oh, how come you didn't? Okay, how come okay, Nike okay. didn't get mad about that? Yeah, yeah, Nike's basically like because we didn't know we weren't connected. To they the knew they were like, hey guys, we're going to sue you. Don't worry. Because at my work, they were like, oh, we're going to be closed on Easter, and I was like, why? And they were like, because it's Easter, and I'll be like, isn't that a religious holiday? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, and I'm like. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Not everyone's Catholic. Yeah. And they're like, oh, just enjoy the day off. And I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, fine. Compl- but like, yeah, you're, you're I am. absolutely right. You're giving me a religious holiday off? No. My, yeah. Like, they let us out of work early at my job. Like, I get, I get December because there's multiple holidays. And, and there's fucking New Year's, there's Christmas, there's Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Everybody's shit. Fall- then there's just... We just call it the holiday. Yeah, that's why I say happy holidays because I don't know because America who the has, fuck you America are. America has agreed we like the way it feels during this time of year. Mm-hmm. It's the holiday. Everyone, Even if I'm dude, not Christian. In December, the vibes are... are so, when December 1st hits, you're like, I'm so happy The right vibes now. are so crazy. Like, I love everyone and I fuck with you. Anybody <laughs> who tries to destroy this these vibes, you're a monster. Like, you're trying like, to destroy these vibes. Yeah, you're, you're the fucking Grinch. And that's probably, <laughs> literally, what, the that's probably what That's probably what they came up it's with. Like, metaphor, dude. metaphor, yeah. It's like, what's up with your vibe right now, bro? Go live somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, go live on the top of a fucking mountain with your mangy dog. Fucking Titi. <laughs> I literally, the first person I thought of when I said it. My I brother, like, by oh, the way. Oh, man. I was like, that's just a bigger version of Anna. By the way, people listening, Titi... Is what I call my brother. Will he be a guest at some point? For sure. We're going to have a podcast at one point. Like, it's going to be... Watch, by the, for the people fucking listening, there's there's going to be either me, Rob, and Titi, brothers and a brother. That has to happen. We've had the idea for brothers and a brother for like three... That might have to be like... we. I've thought about it since everybody's so busy. We might have to make those like... Once a month, there's yeah, yeah, that'd be better too. Yeah, because there's so, and they can be like two, three, three hour, hour yeah. podcast uh-huh. episodes, uh-huh. and uh, as long as we want, and then fucking put it out once a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah, and also, uh, me, you, Menda, and Titi, mm-hmm. which the, fuck it, that could be brothers and a brother too. Whatever. Yeah, right. But the yeah, is always here anyway. Titi is for sure going to be on this one. Yeah. Everybody, oh, by the way, speaking of in the beginning when we were talking about the feedback from the first episode, so many people want to be a guest already. And I'm like, wow, this is fucking awesome. That is cool, man. Like already you want to sit down for an hour and talk? That's yeah. dope as fuck. And yeah, I do plan on having guests, guests on the show, but I want to be comfortable having a guest on the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... When the time comes, I'll, you know, DM you or email you or whatever. Or text you if I have your number. But it will just be the homies first. It will be people I know that 
would be interesting for everyone else to listen to. Absolutely. Like Fonzie Cuts mm-hmm. and Angelo, which on Instagram is Vintage and AZ. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just a whole bunch of people who I would love to, t- who I love talking to already, or I would love to talk to. So yeah, guests are for sure going to be a thing, but I just want to do this shit on my own. It's my podcast. I want to do this shit on my own for a little bit. I don't want to have guests every week, yeah. but I want to have a guest when I want to have a guest kind of thing. But um, I shake it up, give them some variety sometimes. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like one week you'll have a guest and then you won't have a guest for another. Maybe you'll have a guest the next episode. But again, thank you for the reception. And yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. For All the support. Reaching off out. Of... Thank you for saying you want to be a guest. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, really the, cool. this is it's just so crazy. It means you have to come to my house, so you yeah, come to the back door to the stew, yeah, come to the back door, but um, rock. and get that just rob studio vibes. Yeah, we'll come pick you up too. That's a part of the deal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there's terrible parking here, so we'll come, pick you up. <laughs> yeah, you we, we don't want to be on the phone like, hey, go, you got to go around, yeah, two blocks in, and then fucking so, anyways. Yeah, guests for sure are going to be a thing. And um, thank yeah, just thank you for all the fucking support already off of one episode, which is the craziest part, receiving that much support. Right. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. And one thing that I, I wrote down on my docket is um, like when I'm watching movies. By the way, this is technically a film podcast. I like it. It is. Say. Yes, it is. I'm glad you know that. Because that's, it, is a, it is a film podcast with sprinkles of culture. Yeah, because because most th- most movies that you bring up or most things that you bring up remind you of a movie that you've seen. Yeah, that's that's my life. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like that one movie. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. at least three times a day, I'll say that. Well, maybe you should speak on that. The why there's like so many why maybe why I like certain types of movies and you like your types of movies and why Amanda likes her types of movies. Like mm-hmm. I've all of d- those are based on life of I've, some yeah, sort. I've definitely, I've told Menda this Even last science week- fiction last weekend or I've recently, I've told Menda this, that we grew up, me and Menda grew up watching movies all the fucking time. Cause we didn't have anything else to watch. Right, no cable. Yeah. So all we were doing. And then as I've gotten older, especially the past four or five years, the more I watch movies, it's almost like if you have, if you want the answers to life, it's in movies, it's in film. Bingo. And so, bingo. You can. That's why I'm, we've said this in a in an, in an episode before. <laughs> I've said this in an episode before, to where, like, all the movies I watch, can really happen. They're realistic as fuck. Yes. Like it's a scenario. It's almost like picking a random person in the world. And documenting four days of their life. Or, and that's why I don't like them. And we <laughs> talked about that. Like I'm not you, trying to be funny, but that's what it is. Like, like I don't want that, I guess. The realism of life. And be, I always wonder if it's because, not to dampen the mood, it's because my father passed away. Yeah. I like escapism. Yeah. That's probably the word I'm looking for. I yeah, like we talked about escapism a little bit last week, talking about okay, okay, talking yeah. about black representation in film. Yes, yes, and I don't know how I don't like always being reminded that, that you're black. Yeah, because that's what I was talking about. Like, 
like uh, that's why Black Panther is so fucking because there's no reminders of tragedy. Every black person, rich black person, poor black person, they middle class. You you techie, love black nerd, Panther. Doesn't matter. Cool. Everybody went to go because there was every representation, and and there was no main character gets shot at the end. You know what I mean? Nothing. There's no tragedy. It's just the pu- tragedy that does happen is so relatable. With Michael B. Jordan? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it's like, but because it's because you don't remember. See how you dealt, you have like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to. I had to think. I was like, oh yeah, his, it was a martyr yeah. situation, not a tragedy. And so it's like he died for his beliefs that some people agreed with. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole talking about if you've seen Black Panther, which if you haven't, fucking go watch Black Panther. Yeah. But the whole uh, T'Chaka or T'Challa, mm-hmm. T'Challa. Uh, is like Martin Luther King and Killmonger is like Malcolm X a little bit. Yes. Like the whole radicalism and the opposite pacifism. of... Pacifism. <laughs> I was about to say, and the opposite of radicalism. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I saw you in your eyes. I was like, I got you, man. <laughs> but that also just speaks to Marvel in general because... Mag- like Magneto, Magneto and, and Professor X. Yes. Fucking genius. But because Stan Lee is also... A part of that. A white dude. He's not white. He's Jewish. No way. Stanley Lieberman. Oh, fuck. I didn't he, even know that. Yeah. His, he was in World War II as a, basically a propagandist. He wrote comics hmm. for the army. That's very cool. So like, that's where Captain America came from. That's then very he met cool. Jack Kirby. Jack RP, Kirby. Oh, my God. Love Jack Kirby. That's the Justice League is Jack Kirby. That's the first um, and Bob Kane, right? Yes. Fucking Jack Kirby was the first. I bet I guess besides Stan Lee Mm -hmm. was the first comic book artist that I was like, holy shit! I I love his like also his style, but like his characters that he comes up with. Can can we take a time out? I need to go pee. Kombucha. (laughs) Or boba or some shit. Sorry. But next thing I want to talk about is while I was watching, uh, it's funny that it was this show of all things. I was watching Always Sunny, and I was thinking about how characters in every movie or every show are written, and how like how to. I kind of learned how to. I kind of learned how to watch characters and like feel for them. And like, I don't like kind of like see how they are as actual people, like really relate to them and kind of like get their thought process of how they, they just like receive information and give out information. Cause one, I was watching always sunny and there's a character in always in it's always sunny in Philadelphia named Charlie and just how first of all he's fucking the whole show is fucking hilarious it's one of the it's the funniest show of all time cuz i never get tired of it i laugh every single time i can rewatch an episode 50 times and i'll laugh 50 times so but i was thinking about Charlie Kelly which is his name in the show and how he's not the smartest person. He's pretty dumb. 
mm-hmm. in the show. But what I thought about of like how he is, like I kind of like tried to deep dive into his brain and see like how he processes information. Cause you realize he actually knows a lot of shit. He's actually pretty smart, but I realized why he's dumb is because he only takes in the really smart shit, but just completely disregards all the basic needs and basic information you need to live a daily life. Like, fucking eating cat food and and drinking fucking whatever before you go to sleep just to go to sleep but he knows how to fucking play the piano really fucking good it's just like it's funny like that what that effort and information and like character detail went into charlie's character he's definitely on the spectrum in in the show and it's like it's like he's he's a he can't read or right. That's what makes him illiterate. He's not dyslexic. He can't read. So do So it's like shit like that that's really like obviously I don't know what the writing process was for each character, but it's just funny to think like he only knows really high level educational shit. But doesn't know any. He doesn't know how to read or write. You know what I mean. So it's just funny how like that's the kind of character he is. And this is the first time I ever really tried to think about how characters are and how they receive and give information. Like one of the funniest episodes is when they were on Family Feud. Yeah, <laughs> and like you, he, he like they asked him the question, but he went absolutely out of out like the wildest answers and What's shit. What's one animal you would eat? That people don't normally eat. He just said dragon. <laughs> and they were like, ding! One point for every answer he It was said. like the, the least popular answer. And it's not that it was the least popular. They were like, Charlie, did you take the survey? He was like, yeah. He was like, like, oh, yeah. Some dude came up to me in the street and asked yeah. me these questions. And, that so was, the and they ended up beginning to the championship round. And it is... That's one of because, the best episodes. Because all ever. of them... <laughs> All of them get the answers wrong, but Charlie answers, and it's, like, one of the right answers. They're, he's the only one who gets the questions right. It's, a, like, it's just hilarious how he's written as but a But you know how genius that is, that he remembered every single answer? Yes. That's just him as a person. Yeah, and but he doesn't, you know what I mean? Because he didn't remember that he did it. So when he was like, oh, uh, dragon? And it's like... <laughs> That's how his brain works. Yeah, so like that's what I mean. Like you learn how a character, like a non or no, a fictional character, like how his brain works. But you think that's what it is about certain movies? Why we like like there's movies where you're like, I can't connect with any of those people in that movie. Like, yeah, even or in like not even movies that you consider like I'd be like I can just a part of that person I connect. Because I've re- I've recommended this movie to you, but I'm pretty sure you'll never watch it in your life. It's called Bicycle Thieves. It's an old French, never. 1950s French movie. I would never watch any movie where people salute with their hand out. It's uh, called Bicycle Thieves. And I was like, I think you would really like this movie. And maybe you'll cry to it because it's about being a dad. You know what I mean? It's I love the movie, but I feel like you'll actually relate to it. It's a, about a dad trying to... Pro- <laughs> Way to bring that up. Thanks. From right here, out here. Uh, yeah, the, the the movie's called Bicycle Thieves, and it's about a dad trying to provide for his family. 
super good movie. It's not for every my the movies like my deep cut movies that I recommend to people. People usually never watch, or they watch it and they're like, "I oh, was fucking boring," or "I didn't finish it," kind of thing. So that's why I recommend shit like, you know, pop. Like I recommend like, oh, go watch Uncut Gems, which is like a lot of people have seen Uncut Gems. But I do, like just shit that's like. Pop- yeah, shit that's tape. You have to find movie. You have to find stuff that eases people into the weird shit that you do. And it's like I can. Uh, that's why I hate it. And it, it's kind of with music. It really is with music. But like, I like everything. But to recommend you something, I really have to know what you like because I could recommend you my favorite song right now, and you'll fucking be like, "What the fuck is this?" But it's the same exact thing with movies. That's why. The other day, someone uh, at my work was like, um, he was talk- we were talking about movies, and he asked me um, to recommend him a movie. And so I asked him, what's your favorite movie? Like, what movie do you really, really like? Just so I can get a taste of what, you know, what you're into. And he was like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I can't fucking, <laughs> I can't fucking recommend you a movie. I'll be like, go watch. Well, I forgot what I recommended him. Fuck, I forgot. But it was something super basic. I, I, <laughs> I said, go watch The Fast and the Furious. And he's like, oh, that's about racing. I'm like, first of all, no, it's not. It's not about racing. It's about family. It really it sounds corny as fuck, but it really is. It's about family. The first one, watch the first The Fast and the Furious, and you realize it's not a racing movie. If you watch Fast and Furious 9... Is that out yet? It's a heist movie where they're jumping out of planes with a but, fucking Lamborghini. But it's all based on family. That's the thing. I it's, guess so. It's the linchpin of it all. It's like somebody's in trouble. I'm waiting for Fast and Furious 11 to come out, and it's the last one, and Ja Rule is behind the whole thing. He's That'd the be greatest. He's the ultimate villain. Because if you watch Fast and Furious 1, the very opening scene, the opening race, he loses... So it took him ten. Pissed. It took him ten movies to come all the way around. Now I fucking pissed. rule the world. Fucking pissed. He better come back. Imagine Jaw Rule is the the person behind all of it. That'd be fucking great. Like Fast and Furious. Universal hit in me Brazil. up. I cried when what's his name died. The the, the dude from the, the first. The one. dude. For, oh, fuck. I forgot his name. Fuck. I know who you're talking. The guy who beats his ass. In the first movie. Yeah. I don't know. How's the tuna here? <laughs> this is you, exactly you, who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I watched the you first get, one. You, no, you know what he says? You might have to bleep this. You could go to get a burger and fries for five ninety five. Donkey Kong. Yeah, he did say that. Vince in the movie? Vince, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, you can... Uh, he, he says that in the movie. The movie came out in like 99, I think. So, you know... Give him a break. Yeah, he, yeah, he says that. You get you a burger and fries Dude, for. It was such a when any movie from like before two thousand six. When did that come out? Fast Five came out in two thousand nine. No, two thousand one. Two thousand one. I thought it came out in ninety nine. Probably was in production in ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Fucking great! That I said it in the first episode. I can remake that movie for sure. I can remake that movie. Can you remake Tokyo Drift? I would like to. I don't think I could, though. With Bow Wow in it? I would keep Bow Wow. Bow Word Wow Word? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> I would like it to be remade because I didn't like the main character. Who, the country dude? Yeah, what, what does he say? Who, uh, Donkey Kong. <laughs> you know what DK stands for? Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Like, that was funny, but... <laughs> I was like, I don't know why you don't like that because that's the first thing he would. I would have said. I would have like, Don- we're in Japan, uh, Donkey Kong. That's the first thing I would have said to him. It's funny, but I just you know what's funny? It's like I told you last time. Is a kid from my high school who called told everybody call me DK. Call me DK. <laughs> it's like you don't even own a car. Like that's the funniest part about it when you point that out now he didn't have a car i think that's the question everybody's like he got a car it's like like one of those people like you know when you go to the movie theaters and you're like 12 years old and when you when you get done watching or you're watching the movie and you're like i'm like molding my whole personality around this one character like that's probably what he did he was like call me dk i told amanda last time i said i'm an amalgam of a lot of movies (laughs) When you met me, I'm ATL. I'm stomp the yard. Don't cost the thing. I'm don't. I'm stomp the yard. Menda showed me that video of you doing the stomp the yard opening dance. The boom, boom, and you're bouncing off the floor. Oh <laughs> my goodness! You're like that shit was hilarious. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts is when they jump on the ground and they go boom and they jump and they bounce off their I, re- I remember like, my, How do you not hit your head? I remember my brother had an MP3 player and I remember telling because you the only way we ha- like we had to download music onto the MP3 player was going to our grandma's house because she, she was the only one in the family that had a computer. So we went she to. Had internet. She we had, had. We had a computer, but she had faster internet. She mm-hmm. had super fast internet, so we went over there like weekly, mm-hmm. almost, just to use the computer and talk to her give sometimes. Her so, her so don't so lo- loaded up her computer with viruses. Crash! Everybody has crashed a family computer with LimeWire. Loaded with viruses, dude. But I remember telling uh, my brother. Uh, oh, download this song, this song, and this song. All from Stomp the Yard. From the fucking opening scenes. The songs I never that, knew they were all different songs, honestly. There I were, there they was were like all two, the same songs. There was like two or three songs. And there was songs, because I used to watch this show called America's Best Dance Crew. Who did? Oh, ABC, man. ABDC. I would, and then there was songs came that... Came on MTV. There was songs. who came from? The Jabberwockies. Uh, there were songs that the Jabberwockies danced to. And I'd be like... Download this song, and I would. It was fucking. I dude. I would watch ABDC religiously. The 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 season that I fucking watch. I can't wait for the next week. I can't wait for the next week. Kind of thing. I would watch the season where the Poriotics, where they won, because they were my favorite from the beginning. I fucked with them at the beginning of the season. I was like, these people better fucking win. And JC Shazay from uh, NSYNC didn't fuck with them. He was like, you guys do the same fucking dance, tick, 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 because they did, like, robots and shit. And um, he would be like, you guys just do the robot every week. And he was like, you guys need to change it up. Do your thing. And then they changed it up, and then J.C. Shazay was like, all right, I fuck with you guys. You guys really got this shit. <laughs> and then J.C. Shazay telling you that you can dance? Dude. Because you, he gave you he gave you criticism, like, yeah, stop he, roboting. He was like the Simon Cowell of ABDC. Like, he would be the one, but only to the Poriotics. <laughs> He, he always be... knew that he was the number two in NSYNC. Mm-hmm. 
And that's why I accepted him at ABDC. I was like, Justin Timberlake is still being a star, but I accept you telling people they can't dance because you're a star too. Yeah, J- shout out JC Shazay. Because when, when American Idol came out, you're like, who the fuck are any of these people? <laughs> And you realize that they're all like super big stars in their field. Like I remember, L.A. Reid was on like something, and I was like, "Who the fuck is L.A. Reid?" And then you're like, "I'm like, oh, "Oh, this dude discovered everybody." Wait a minute, he's not dead. He's not dead, dude. I'm thinking about uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Randy Jackson. No, uh, he's not dead either. Who died? It's not Steve Stout. I can't think of his name right now. L- not L.A. Reed. God damn it. Bow Wow. I can see his face. Andre Harrell. That's who I'm thinking about. I don't know who that he, is. he ran Uptown Music. Heavy D. Uh, Puff Daddy. He, he was... P-, P. Diddy was his intern. No way. Yes. He died? Yes. Fuck. R.I.P. Yeah, he, Teddy Riley. Really? Fuck. He was friends with Taraji P. Henson. She's bad. He took her to dinner in Harlem. She's bad as fuck. Before she was famous. Before Baby Boy? Mm hmm. Or right after one of the two. Yeah. You Um, know who else is bad? You know who I'm, I want to put this on the pod. You know who's bad? Tracy Ellis Ross. That booty. I. Rotund. I love Tracy Ellis Ross. So I've never seen a single fucking thing she's in. I follow her on Instagram, though. And I... No. I love her so much. I'm... It's crazy. Like, almost as much as Salma Hayek, but... I don't even... Don't even... Let's switch the subject. I'm not even going to get started on Salma Hayek. What were we talking about? We were talking about ABDC. Yeah, I remember like rooting for the Poriotics and then they fucking won. And then um, they had like a season uh, finale where all of the past winners do a performance. And then at the end of the show, they announced the winner for this season. But I remember the Jabberwockies uh, performance where they had the huge, giant Jabberwockies mask. And it started at the top and then it went down like an elevator. And then all the Jabberwockies popped out and they fucking killed it. I was obsessed with dancing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you can't dance to I can't, your life. I can't dance you can't at all. You can't even clap on beat. <laughs> I, I was terrible. I can't dance at all. But you know I was dancing when no one was. I still dance when no one's home. When you're not, I'll be going. Well, I do it in front of everybody. I don't care. But you like. Anyways. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, ABDC was my shit for the longest. I watched that for, like, two seasons, and I was like, eh, I'm good. But I think I grew out of it. But I remember watching it when you guys watched it, but I wasn't really paying attention. Like, I think it was when Jabberwockies were, like, right. dancing, yeah. like, in the show. But I started watching in, like, season, I think it was season six or season five or some shit like that. I don't even know if it's still on. Is that still on? Probably Google. not. Google. I mean, nothing's on out of there's corona. Google that. 
But um, whatever happened to calling it coronavirus? Everyone switched to COVID. Yeah. Do you? I noticed that too. I didn't say shit about it, but I did notice it. No one says Corona or Rona or coronavirus. At the beginning, they did. Yeah. But now it's just COVID. Yeah. I was like, all right. We're not saying coronavirus. I guess. I remember. Could. I remember hearing. Sorry. I remember hearing when 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 the shit came out. <laughs> the virus when when coronavirus came out, everyone said Corona, and I remember seeing a video of like, oh, the scientific name for coronavirus is COVID. And I was like, no one's gonna fucking say COVID. People are gonna say Corona, but now everyone says COVID. We say COVID because we're annoyed with it now. Coronavirus is when you were scared of it because you gave it respect. COVID is like calling it like a bitch, like Etho or some shit like that. <laughs> Like Corona Etho or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like a nickname. Right. Almost. Like, get the fuck out of here, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> or Covidus. <laughs> Covida. But. There was eight seasons. Eight se- Oh, yeah. So I stopped watching towards the last half of it. They don't even run reruns anymore, do they? Unless you go on YouTube. Because who dances like that anymore? Ro- 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 now there's just the whoa. I think that's why they stopped. <laughs> Like everything now they're just like the the camera guy, yeah. the camera guy did it or some shit like producer, that. The yeah. producer, he was like, <laughs> but um, what else? What were we talking about? Fast and Furious. You know what DK stands for? Donkey Kong. Why did you hate that part so much? I didn't hate that part. That part's funny, but I you just didn't, didn't like him. I didn't like him. Why? Because he was country. He was from. Well, he, thanks. Oh, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it there. He didn't belong there. He wasn't in that environment. Oh, okay. No, that's why I'm. I'm gonna fucking say it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. He's so displaced in that movie. He that had, was the whole point he, of the movie. He had no, no, no. He had nothing to do with the entire Fast and the Furious. Even fucking. He's in no other Fast and Furious movie. Where he the new f- Han? That's it. Well, we needed him. We needed him. Why couldn't why? That what a Han movie? Yeah. Where would that come from in that in that whole franchise? Where did fucking Tokyo Drift come from in that franchise? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean everybody it would, it would, it would have everybody been knows we don't know where that movie stands. We don't understand why it exists. So it could have just been about Han right from the get go. Then that would have been cool. Then that would have made sense. It's the Age of Ultron of Fast and Furious. That's kinda That's exactly You got what it, it right there. That's, You're like that makes perfect sense. Like we'll take it. I guess. Like, this is cool. More emphasis on the racing. I like it. Yeah. The whole drifting thing. They were What they were really doing is capitalizing. What's his name? Lucas Black. Lucas. It reminds me of, I'm going to take a side note. It reminds me of Mike Cannon. <laughs> and there was this comedian. And he said, he said, I love Eli because he's from New York. He's like, I love Eli Manning because he just gets so upset. He was like, he was like, it's like he sucks all seasons and he just goes autistic in the playoffs. He was like, he gets so upset when people calling him and his family a bunch of big headed morons. <laughs> and he was like, and he just Tokyo drifts his way to the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> 
And I was like, did anybody understand why he said Tokyo drifts his way to the Super Bowl? It's because because Eli Manning Luke looks just black. like fucking the dude <laughs> from Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. <laughs> He's like, Tokyo drifts his way into the Super Bowl. <laughs> but... Yeah, Fast and Furious was okay. It was the Age of Ultron of the Fast and Furious franchise. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Because Fast and Furious is a different movie. The Fast and the the Furious. The Fast and the Furious is the first one. Then it's Too Fast, Too Furious. And then it's The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. And then there's Fast and Furious. And then there's Fast Five. And then there's Furious Six. And there's Fast and Furious Seven. Which they kind of promoted that as F7. Yes. And then, is there an eight? Yeah, there is an eight. Fast and Furious eight, Fast and Furious nine. They kind of gave up. It was eight, and then it was F nine. Hobbs and Shaw. Stupid as fuck. I love that movie because I've never seen it. I stopped watching after terrible movie. I stopped watching after six. It is a terrible movie because. A helicopter. I don't even is, remember six. Let's a just helicopter, say that. a military grade helicopter, is being pulled by a 1950s tow truck, and they can't pull it off of the cliff. And then the chain gets loose, and the rock catches the chain, catches the chain, Bullshit. and pulls it back together, and able to throw the chain onto the thing. And that part happened, and I said, "This movie is the greatest movie I've ever seen <laughs> in my life." There was nothing else I needed to see. I, I was like, I'm going to watch the rest of this movie right now. That I was, was pissed off the entire That movie. wasn't even the end of the movie? No, not even. It was close, but it was pretty close. That was pretty much the end of the movie. The reason why the plane crashed, or the helicopter crashed, is because of The Rock pulling the chain back to the 1950s tow truck. Greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. That just makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> like... That's not cinema. And then they fall 20 feet into the ground. <laughs> like, they'll hold tanks with parachutes? What the fuck? From A-Team? No, from... fuck. Was that A-Team? I thought that was Fast and Furious. When they dropped been... the, the, the cars out of the planes. And yeah. they had parachutes on the cars? That's not unbelievable. They're just... After five... Because Fast Five was really good. There was a twist at the end, by the way, of Fast Five. Well done. But after... What was the twist? It was like a slight twist. It wasn't the whole movie twist. It wasn't a long con. It was just a slight... Like, Remember they they switched the vaults? They did the switcheroo? Yeah. So where when they caught him... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rock opens Uh the vault and it's uh the empty vault. Even you get tricked. You're like... You're like, whoa! You're like, how did y'all... They hit you with the Ocean's like 11 shit. You're like, oh, you hit me with the oop-de-woo. And they they did a little switcheroo and you're like, oh, shit. I was like... Fire! That's fast. They're gonna. They can make as many movies as they want because if they make shit like this, it's fire. But after, I mean, the sub thing was pretty cool in six. People hated the sub thing. I don't. Also, the rock. Also, another great moment when he moves a torpedo. Uh, The fucking don't even. You don't even have to continue. (laughs) He moves a torpedo. The rock moving anything. I already know it's ridiculous. Man. Cinematic magic, man. I'm going to move something that blows <laughs> that up can't submarines. Move. It has a it has a propeller on the back, and I'm going to move it, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
I don't give a fuck about physics. Every that was the expendable. I don't give a what's a what's a shoulder socket. <laughs> what's a shoulder socket? The Rock don't got that shit. That's just just one That's whole why body. His name is the Rock. He don't got no shoulder socket. <laughs> that I, every single one of the Rock's movies, he's moving some shit. That. <laughs> and it's like that movie. Remember that movie Rampage? Yes. With the big ass white King Kong. Why did you keep falling off the stuff and not breaking anything? There's, there's so. <laughs> there's so much. There's so many like, oh the like, like disaster movies, and then The Rock is the one that. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. You're missing a leg. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the best the whole point of the movie that you're missing a leg and then you have the ability to climb the tallest building <laughs> in the world and survive and, and uh, manage to save your whole fucking family speaking sorry no go ahead speaking Please. of stunts and action for, I just want to say Tom Cruise is a badass. Yes. For mission, doing his own stunts. Yes. Like Jackie Chan. But I feel like Tom Cruise is super underrated. Uh, just for doing that. Just for doing his own stunts. He's also crazy. He's also a fucking Scientologist. Yeah, so you're in a cult. So, so by the way. Our religions are cults, though. Best. What? Let me ask you a question. What's the best Tom Cruise movie? Your favorite Tom Cruise movie? And what's the best Tom Cruise movie? I'm going through my roll of death. Or I don't want a dead silence. Do I'm going. Your worst. Yeah, worst man. Tom Cruise movie. Can you Google the one with Tom Cameron Diaz? Hold on, hold on. I don't that's remember. The worst, that's I don't the remember worst. it. What is it called, Menda? Something about night. Night and day. Night and day. Terrible oh. movie. I love it. <laughs> Every time I see that's it. the thing about Rob, guys. He loves terrible movies. Oh my no, no, God. no! Like not terrible movies where they just so happen to be bad. They're obnoxiously terrible movies. From, Absurd. I'm an absurdist. Like very terrible on purpose. Every Nicolas Cage movie he loves. Oh my God! Next, next awful, is, but sick ass concept now, it's a great you, concept now you let me say this as a caveat when something's bad it's bad Holmes and Watson Jesus Christ with uh that's not Will is it Will Ferrell Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. I thought it was going to be Step Brothers, but like Step Victorian. Brothers and like Sherlock Holmes time. I tried to watch it again and then I had to turn it off again. I said, "Oh, this is Is that the worst movie you've ever seen?" Yes. And I've seen a lot of bad movies. So I've seen oh, Fighting wait, with Channing Tatum. First, That's the, a terrible in, movie. In the first episode, I want to bring this up, which is of it's crazy that we're talking about bad movies. Last episode, we were fucking praising Adam Sandler. But let me bring up Jack and Jill just for a second so we can know and acknowledge that he did Jack and Jill, which is easily the worst oh, and that's unwatchable what, look up the Rotten Tomatoes score that's unwatchable that movie is unwatchable easily the worst one of the worst movies I completely forgot about that cause I know we, we gotta have one 3% 3% on Rotten Tomatoes 
But I don't really trust Rotten Tomatoes because look up the. Sc- they're pretentious. Look up the score for Anchorman. I know it's low, but I love Anchorman. I know all you Phoenicians hate this part of the movie, but I think the funniest part of that movie is when he kicks the dog. <laughs> That's how I roll. <laughs> is this the again absurdist? That was the most random literally thing I've ever. When I saw that, that I said, whole scene, I said. What just? I put my hands on my forehead. I said, "No, the fuck, he didn't just kick the dog." I think he punched the dog, and you see him fucking flying off the bridge. (laughs) (laughs) And and then he's and they. That's how I roll. It walks away. And that causes one of the funniest scenes in movies. In Will Ferrell history. <laughs> I'm in a glass cage of emotion. And he drink he's drinking the milk in his fucking porn. <laughs> alright, alright. He all right. kicks Baxter into the fucking over the Golden Gate Bridge and it just starts this sequence of terrible events in his life. Literally the funniest movie. Menda said 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good for Rotten Tomatoes. But the reason why I said look it up is because I know it used to be 17%. Isn't that crazy? That's because people started hearing Rotten Tomatoes scores and were like, fuck that. I think it turned into a cult movie, a cult classic movie. Yeah. Because I think that's what... Because you look up... uh, Fuck, what's that movie? There's this movie called... I think I mentioned it in the first episode. This movie called Bottle Rocket by Wes Anderson. It's his first movie. And he made Bottle Rocket, and it was a short film, but then he got the opportunity by a movie production company to make it a feature film. And people didn't like it, but then five years later, they came out with an article where it made cult. Now it, people love it. But imagine being that director. And the first five years of your first movie, it uh, it fucking people hate it. People think it blows. But then after five years, people are like, oh, it's a cult movie. People, It's like a cult following. It looks awful. <laughs> it's great. I loved it. That's why I know it's probably good. It looks like a yeah, it looks like the that's all Wes Anderson. That's all. That's all Wes Anderson movies, though. If you look up Wes Anderson's, that's camp- a lot. Oh wait, that's Wes Craven. Sorry. <laughs> wait a minute. Who did? I know what you did last summer. Menda, Wes Craven. He did like Nightmare on Elm Street and like Scream and shit. He's I'm a pretty whole- sure Wes Anderson did. I know what you did last summer. Wes Anderson, no. He did Moonrise Kingdom. He did... I don't argue movie stuff with you. I'm sure you know. Yeah, Wes Craven did like Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street. All, well, all of Scream. Who did I Know What You Did Last Summer? That's in a song. I Know What You Did Last... Oh, no, 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 no. There's an album called I Know What You Did Last Winter. That's how I found out about the saying I Know What You Did Last Summer. Kind of thing. But it's whatever. Uh, Wes Anderson, Bottle Rocket, Made Cult. After five years, and then it became a. Okay, never mind. What movies did he do? Um, 
find you or some shit. Yeah, because we got Samurai Joyride, Breast of Natives, Venom, Billionaire Ransom. Venom was trash too. Speaking about bad movies, did you like Venom? Fuck no. All right. That's why Sony shouldn't do stuff by itself. When Marvel touches it, it becomes good. We just watched Spider-Man Homecoming again, and we laugh at the beginning every single time. <laughs> the high school scene, when they're doing the the um, the the tribute to all of the dead Avengers. Oh, Far From Home? Yes. And we Amanda's like, it's so spot on to high school like production value yeah. stuff. And then he says shit, and he's like, it's the last day of school. Let's watch that after we're done. (laughs) I want to watch it. I feel like watching Spider-Man. But um, I love in Far From Home when they're like, when the the Indian dude, when he's like, yeah, what's up with that, dude? And he's like recording him. That shit was hilarious. I laughed so hard. Where they're all in the group. He's like, how come you're just doing this? And he's like, yeah. Or no, he's like, I saw... Uh, you went to the bathroom and then Spider-Man came out. He was like, yeah, what's up with that, dude? While he was recording him, the funniest shit in the world. Literally. Flash Thompson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know how they're going to do, because Flash Thompson in the comic books is, a, is Venom. He's a good... No fucking way. Mm-hmm. One of the Venoms. There's an Eddie Brock and then there's a Flash Thompson Venom. I did not know that. It's about to get real. Mm-hmm. Because Topher Grace as Venom killed it in Spider-Man 3. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man killed it. But Topher Grace was also in Black Klansman, and he killed it as well. He was the Grand Wizard in Black Klansman. Did you know that? All right, cool. Who was the Grand Wizard? Topher Grace and Black Klansman, Spike Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. He was, he's 42. Who, Topher Grace? He looks like 25 right. all yeah. the time. That's why, because he's cool. Since that 70s show, he's looked exactly the same. Because he got money. And that, the, that uh, what's that movie? Take Me Home Tonight. Love it. You remember that movie? Of course, I've I watched it like four. Deep it's cut. A really, it's a really long movie, though. It used to be it's on. like two and a half hours. <laughs> I remember I was in I was in like fifth or sixth grade. I think I was in fifth grade. I'm just gonna say that movie used to give me a boner, dude. Because it was her name. Yeah, I was like, I love this movie just to fucking look. I didn't know about jerking off yet. You in know, eighth grade, fifth grade, dude. In fifth grade, you didn't know about jerking off. Not yet. I was close to. That's like ten or eleven. Oh, you were like 11. I was like 10. I'm 10 for most of the year, and then 11 after that. But I was like 10. Yeah, I was pretty close. It was around the same age then. But I remember not jerking off. I've been jerking off since I was like 6. Fuck. You're abnormal. All right. Are we keeping that in? Yeah. All right. Fuck it. (laughs) Like, what? All right. We're not going to talk about jerking off yet. (laughs) <laughs> right. Every you can always talk about jerking off. That's for when uh Titi gets here. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I just had I a I promise you guys we'll forget about this conversation and he'll bring it up by himself. I Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, just last week me and my brother had a 2-hour conversation about either having sex or jerking off. <laughs> I swear to God. For no reason at all. 
We were talking about something completely different, and then out of nowhere, hey, how many? What's the most amount of times in one day you jerked off? <laughs> out of nowhere, and then it fucking went on for two hours. We just talked about jerking off last episode. We did. Yeah. Like we, how many times you jerked off? Nah, we stopped recording. Remember, we kept on talking. Oh, yeah, that's what we were. This, that was after. That was after. We'll see we, how it comes back to it every single time. Jerking off is just a part of life, man, male or female. If you yeah, if you if flicking the bean or jerking off. <laughs> what? That's what they call it, man. Either choking your chicken or flicking the bean. Yeah. What's another word for female jerking off? Something about that. I'm about to Something say, about, I'm about to, I was just trying to think of that. I was going to say, like, what, rubbing the rubber or some shit like that? Scrubbing the, DJing. scrubbing off the paint. Oh, man. Whoa, the DJ. That's good. All right, yeah. Well, you're fucking scratching the record? Scratching the record, man. Oh, my you're fucking God. Scratching the record. That's what it is. You're choking the, choking the chicken and scratching the record. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Yeah. That is perfect. Scratching the record, that's it. Oh I, now I think how we stop for a second because that's the, that's the only thing I can think of. That's what I thought in my head. I was like, "What? Rubbing the rubber?" Like I couldn't think of anything. No, because like you know, like fingering a girl is when like it's it's an everyday thing for it's casual. But when you fucking scratch that record, when that you, means you're you you're going you're going in. <laughs> You gotta be strong for that shit. Somebody asked me, like, how you press the button so fast in the controller? Because I'll be scratching that record. <laughs> oh my god. I'll be scratching that record. I'll be fam. scratching that record. All right. I'm so glad we fucking talking about jerking off, dude. This is the best thing ever. I just said, we literally said go away from it. Then went to the female we just went in. Of scratching the record. Hey, if you scratch that record, do it yeah, right a, after this a, podcast. Drop a heart. Scratching that record. Drop a record emoji. Post this episode. Is there a DJ emoji? There's a, there has to be. Why, did I, be why did I say that? There has to be. There has to be. There has to be. What's wrong with how you said that? There has to be. <laughs> the fuck? Is this Harry Potter? Um, I think we're good, dude. I think we should wrap it up. I think uh, I think we should end before we start, you know? Yeah, we had an hour 35. Fucking solid. And we probably have some shit to cut out and bleep or whatever. But Is there? I don't think so. The, the We took a break, remember? Someone said jilling off. Jilling off for the so girls? Jacking off. Circle. Right. Fuck 
fucking Gyllenhaal <laughs> is hilarious. I thought you were talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, I was like, I as soon as it came out your mouth, I was like, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Alright, we're out. I'll see you guys next time. Fucking peace.